I'm Chip Granditz. And I'm Beth Bennett. This is How on Earth, the KGNU Science Show. Today is Tuesday, October 16th, 2018. Coming up, curious about the ketogenic diet? Author Will Cole will talk about his plant-based program that provides all the health and weight loss benefits of keto diets, but not the meat and dairy. It is Tuesday, October 16th. We are in the middle of our fall fundraising drive. We have with us in the studio, Beth Bennett. Beth, welcome. Thanks, Chip. And to all our listeners who love this show, if you want to continue hearing the show and express your support, please call in during the show, 303-449-4885, or go online to kgnu.org and pledge right now. And if you want one of our science books, we have a few, but the two that we'll talk about during today's show are, of course, the book on the ketogenic diet, and you'll hear more from the author himself in just a few minutes. And also, author Ben Goldfarb, whom I interviewed several weeks ago, uh, his recent book, Eager, The Surprising Secret Life of Beavers, has a lot of relevance to us in the Rocky Mountain region. Yes. Uh, you know, the How on Earth KGNU Science Show, this is a show that I have been associated with myself. Uh, this is Chip Granditz since 1992. And so, we have been bringing you, the KGNU listener audience, science-based programming on Tuesday morning for uh, nigh 26 years, 27 years now. Uh, it is done by a collective of volunteers, again with us in the studio, Beth Bennett. Perhaps you also hear the voice of Susan Moran, of Joel Parker, of Alejandro Soto. Uh, these are a few of the volunteers. Uh, we come in because of our enthusiasm of science, and we seek ways to, to share scientific issues, to demystify them, to make them accessible, to keep the wonder in science and bring it to you, the listener. Uh, if this is something that you think you would like to be involved in, uh, many of us that became involved in How on Earth the KGNU Science Show simply heard it on the air and showed up one day. We took some of the training courses to understand how to use the equipment, and we became producers of How on Earth. If that kind of commitment is a little too much for you, then a simple way to show your appreciation for science programming is to give us a call and give whatever it is you can afford. You can call us at 303-449-4885 or pledge securely online at www.kgnu.org. Come by the studio anytime we are here doing our show and put some faces to the names. That's always fun to do. People like Joel Parker, Chip and myself, Shelley Schlender, who is a nationally known journalist, and, and Susan Moran, who's our executive producer this quarter. We all love science, and we love doing the show. We love sharing this really fascinating and important topic with you that, of course, isn't getting enough press as it should these days. Indeed. You know, the mission of KGNU is to bring you that information that is marginalized in the mainstream media. The mainstream media uh, sometimes focuses on issues that are really not necessarily of interest to the listeners because often, especially with commercial media, in reality, you, the listener, are not the consumer of their product. In mainstream media, the business model is they harvest your attention 
and give it to advertisers. And so, therefore, they have the interest of the advertisers at heart. KGNU, we've been on the air for 40 years now, came out of an interest for the community originally in Boulder County, now Boulder and beyond, Denver, Fort Collins, or wherever you might hear us on the Internet, uh, is is to discuss the ideas that are important to the community from the community's point of view, representing the community's values. And the only way we can do that is by, instead of taking our revenue from advertisers, is to take it from you, the people that we hope are benefiting from what it is we have to say. Uh, Are we ready to, uh, Beth, we have... uh, an interview, I guess, this evening? Yeah, this morning, actually. We have uh, author Will Cole. Will is a functional medicine physician. We'll hear more about what that means shortly. And he recently published a book on the ketotarian diet. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that I'm very interested in the ketogenic diet. So we have an opportunity once again to talk some more about this diet, its health, and also environmental benefits. And of course, if you pledge on air at any time during the pledge drive, but especially this morning, you can get his book. Okay, as I just said, one of our Pledge Drive books is Ketotarian, and this is an unusual book because it allows you to combine the ketogenic, which is a high-fat diet, with a vegetarian, vegan, or pescatarian. Pescatarian, that's a good word, fish-based diet for greater health benefits. And we have the author, Will Cole, on the phone with us this morning. Welcome to How on Earth, Will. Can you hear us? Will, are you there? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Welcome to the show. And Thank you so much for having me. Congratulations. This is a beautiful book, really lovely color photographs, good layout. And maybe you can start off by just reviewing the basics of the ketogenic diet, which might be unusual and unfamiliar to some of our listeners. Sure. So the ketogenic diet, it's, it's a high-fat, low-carb diet, and it gets its name because we have two forms of fuel from a metabolic standpoint, from a metabolism standpoint, and we can either burn sugar for fuel and for energy, or we can burn fats for energy throughout our day, uh, and this fuels our metabolism, our brain, and so forth. Uh, most people uh, in the West are in varying forms of sugar-burning uh mode and their body is is going from meal to meal depending on carbohydrates and sugar for energy and if people don't get that they can get hangry or irritable or low energy it's low blood sugar symptoms and that's the sort of blood sugar volatility that we see a lot around the united states today uh the other form of energy throughout our day is burning fat for fuel so this is something that our ancestors would have eaten and uh, way that they would have operated. And because of that, our DNA, our genetics, uh, has the uh, ability and our bodies have the ability to burn fat for fuel uh, or ketogenic is, is the breakdown of that word is ketones are fat bodies, fat fuel molecules that your liver naturally produces. And this is getting off of that proverbial blood sugar roller coaster and people are less irritable, they're less 
less hangry. Uh, they have more sustainable energy, and this is really good, uh, clean energy for the brain. The problem with the conventional ketogenic diet that people will see on social media and maybe in cookbooks is that there's a lot of dairy and cheese and you know vats of butter and bacon and meat and dairy, basically, which is, in effect, a high-fat, low-carb, and it's considered keto. The problem is, for long-term wellness, I find a problem with that when it comes to sustainable wellness from a functional medicine standpoint, which is why I sort of said, okay, look, we can have the benefits of being in ketosis, of being a fat burner, and there's many other benefits beyond just losing weight. It's, it's good for the brain and for the mitochondria. Uh, but I wanted long-term benefits of this because I found that a lot of people eating the conventional ketogenic diet had a honeymoon period with the diet. They were off of a lot of carbohydrates and sugar. They lost weight. They felt good because it was off of the standard American diet. But just because something's better than the standard American diet doesn't mean it's optimal for long-term wellness. And they get stuck at these plateaus and they um, don't feel good long-term many times. So I wanted to bring a cleaner, more plant-based approach to eating the ketogenic diet, and that's something that I've seen clinically over the past 10 years, something that I've seen in my own life, and now I'm excited that people get to read the book and learn how to do it for themselves. Yeah, I was really delighted to see your book because when I first encountered the ketogenic diet about five years ago now, having been basically a vegetarian for most of my adult life, which is quite a while now. And um, I was a little alarmed at just the amount of meat that I was supposed to be incorporating into my diet. It just was not something that I was used to or that I liked doing. And so I always had to modify the ketogenic diet. I mean, I started eating more animal products, but I was never that happy about it. So I still eat a little bit, but I, I like the emphasis on your book in incorporating a lot of really good vegetables. And I also like in your extensive introduction, which is very interesting, that um, you talk about some of the health benefits of the plants as well as the environmental benefits of a more plant-based diet. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I think that that's another problem that I had with the conventional ketogenic diet, and they were, they were eating really anything as long as it was high-fat and low-carb. Uh, many people do not do well on lots of meat. They have maybe dairy sensitivities. Um, and there's so much solid research being about being plant-based on one, its effect on our health and improving microbiome diversity. And our microbiome are all the good bacteria in our gut. And basically, the more diverse plants that we eat throughout the day, the more diverse our microbiome, which is associated with more abundant health potential. Uh, and as Hippocrates said, all disease begins in the gut. And now really research is, is catching up with antiquity that most health problems that we face today as a society, at least to some degree, begin in the gut, if not uh, entirely. Um, so when talking about autoimmune issues, uh, other inflammatory problems, uh, a lot of them have gut components to them. But that's our health, which is certainly important, but it's also the health of our planet. And there's definitely solid research to show that the more plant-based people are in their life, it improves the overall uh, environment and the, the impact that greenhouse gases are having on our environment. 
And another component that you talk about in your book that I would like to hear more about because I'm not that familiar with, but I think has its origin in plants, is the idea of adding these um, materials you call adaptogens to your diet. Can you talk a little bit about that and what their role is in our lives? Great, yes. So in ketotarian, because it's a plant-based ketogenic a way to use food to fuel your body. Um, I wanted to bring a specific plant food medicine uh, into this way of eating because, again, as a functional medicine practitioner, I've seen it do wonders at attenuating inflammation levels, balancing the uh, hormonal pathways, and balancing the brain as well. So adaptogens are a group of plant foods, uh, plant medicines that have a few things in common. They are safe to eat, and they help to balance things out in our body. So meaning if, if hormones are high or low or erratically high or low, it's like a roller coaster throughout the day, uh, adaptogens have a balancing sort of effect. They're not going to drive hormone levels up or down. And these are very well researched, many of them are, uh, to be a really helpful tool for people to bring into their life. So you have things like adaptogenic mushrooms, uh, like chaga and uh, lion's mane, there's some exciting research about the brain and lion's mane of increasing brain-derived neurotropic factor, BDNF, which we need to make healthy new neurons, as well as non-adaptogenic mushrooms, other ones like holy basil and ashwagandha. And these are things that people can add as the actual whole food, like the adaptogenic mushrooms or powdered forms of these adaptogens. You can add them to different recipes. Uh, throughout your day just to enhance the uh, nutrient density and health properties of the meals that we're eating. If you're just tuning in right now, you're listening to KGNU's science show, How on Earth. And I'm speaking with author Will Cole this morning about his new book, Ketotarian, that combines a ketogenic diet with a vegetarian or alternatively a pescatarian, or that is a diet that includes fish. So if you find this interesting and would like to call in to pledge this morning, you can receive a copy of this lovely book. Our pledge line number is 303-449-485, or you can always pledge online at kgnu.org. That's right, Beth. Uh, we like to think that what you get for your uh, your pledge is the, the peace of mind that you have contributed to uh, a community asset that you feel is worthwhile. And so what we really bring you for your pledge is the, the programming that we have on the air 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Uh, uh, this additional pledge premium is just an extra token of appreciation, our way of saying thank you. Uh, this Ketotarian Diet book is one of the many premiums we certainly do not have enough time during this or any show to go through all of the potential gifts uh, that we could give to thank you. So one option would be to stop down to the KGNU studios at 4700 Walnut during normal business hours and browse through a list of some of our premiums, uh, meet some of the people face-to-face, -face, see the physical artifact that is the KGNU studios. Or you can just call us online at 303-449-4885. So we'll go back to speaking with author Will Cole. One thing that I've noticed, Will, in your book and others, and that I love doing is experimenting on myself. And it seems like with any diet, 
really what you need to do is try it, which is what you suggest. Try it for 30 or 60 days. See how you feel and then tweak it. And you give some really good suggestions for tweaking it. Can you talk a little bit about what those modifications include? Sure. So I recommend in Ketotarian to go at least eight weeks, with a few exceptions. Some people can experiment it with, as you said, for 30 days. But go for it for eight weeks, I would recommend. And this allows your body to make that metabolic shift from being the sugar burner to a fat burner. And Ketotarian, there's over 81 recipes. There's mainly vegan keto options, but then there's, as you mentioned, the vegetarian keto and the pescatarian keto, or what I call vegetarian, basically another play on words of this plant-based with wild-caught fish, still very clean and plant-centric. But after those eight weeks, uh, not everybody has to or will want to stay in ketosis for long-term. I think some people do amazing there, and they their brain will be sharper there. They'll have more energy. They'll be losing more weight if they have to lose more weight beyond those eight weeks if they stay in ketosis. But some people will want to experiment and personalize this and make this into a lifestyle, which is really what I think any true sustainable way of eating has to be. It shouldn't be a diet or another fad thing to try, but really see what foods make your body feel great and which ones don't make them feel great. And kind of has to be this personal experience. So after the eight weeks of being plant-based keto, you could try doing sort of a cyclical ketotarian approach where many people like to do that, where they'll do four or five days eating plant-based keto and then we'll moderate their real healthy, real food carbohydrates the other remaining days of the week. So things like sweet potatoes or fruit or other starches, even like rice, something like that. And then they can go ebb and flow, but they've built that metabolic flexibility over those prior eight weeks where they have that metabolic flexibility to go in and out of ketosis, and they like the, the grace there. They like the flexibility there. And then another idea is to be ketotarian seasonally. So in the summer months, maybe people will know, uh, enjoy more fresh fruits and watermelon and things like that. And then during the winter, they'll just naturally be more in ketosis. And that's something that our ancestors would have done. Many of them would have, depending on where they lived. And then another uh, idea would be to stay in ketosis uh, longer term. Uh, people that have insulin resistance, people that still have weight to lose, people that have different inflammatory issues. I mean, the main ketone, beta-hydroxybutyrate, that your body is producing is a really strong anti-inflammatory. So many people with inflammation issues will know, hey, if I go out of ketosis, I don't feel as good. I have more inflammation. I have less energy. So it would be logical for them to stay in there uh, into that nutritional ketosis longer term. But because we're all different, we're able to experiment with this, uh, this way of eating uh, and whatever makes sense for the individual. Yeah, so I, I love it that you mentioned that we're all different because as a geneticist, I totally ascribe to that. We are all unique, both in our genetics and our epigenetics, that is how we've modified our genes throughout life. So one thing that I think a lot about is some of us are from um, evolutionary backgrounds or genetic backgrounds that include a mutation that allows us to digest lactose throughout our life. Like personally, I don't have any problem with dairy. All my ancestors came from Northern Europe. And so it seems for me, I can include more dairy in my diet and, you know, 
then on the other hand, there's plenty of people that um, are really troubled digestively, and so they might want to focus more on what you include that are dairy alternatives in your book. So I'm just curious if you talk to your clientele about issues like that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So there's a, ketotarian is completely dairy-free other than ghee, which is clarified butter, but the casein protein is removed from ghee. But other than that one exception, they're completely plant-based and uh, you know dairy-free healthy fats, and there's no dairy um, um, from cows or any animals. But uh, there are many people that do enjoy dairy, regular dairy, uh, and they want to bring that in after the eight weeks of being plant-based keto. And I teach how to do that and the better sources to do that from. So there is two different main types of casein. There's beta-A1 casein and beta-A2 casein. Um, for the majority of human history and majority of the cow's history, cows produced this casein dairy protein called beta-A2 casein. And this is the more ancient uh, form of casein. But because of modern farming and the crossbreeding of cows, we have this sort of new casein on the block, so to speak, beta-A1 casein. And what research is showing is that people are having more problems with beta-A1 casein because back to the bigger problem of autoimmunity and inflammation that we see today, there's a mismatch between our genetics, which researchers estimate hasn't changed in 10,000 years, and the world around us, which has changed very dramatically in a very short period of time as far as our food supply and environmental uh, issues as well. So casein is another example of that. There's a mismatch between our genetics and the casein. Um, and this can trigger inflammation and sensitivities and trigger problems in people's bodies. So you'll see more and more um, farms and in health food stores, people, uh, uh, companies selling these A2 milks and A2 dairy cheeses and things like that because of the research surrounding A2 and the fact that even people with dairy sensitivities will tolerate these A2 vari variations of the dairy um, because it's more in alignment with our genetics. Uh, so it's really fascinating. So right, something right. Yeah. And this, after the, uh, sorry, yeah, go sorry. ahead. No, I was just saying, after the eight weeks of being plant-based keto, if someone enjoys that, then go for these healthier varieties uh, if they want to. Yes, exactly. And I think that's key to any kind of diet. You have to do what will work for you and not follow some formula religiously. Well, thank you Absolutely. so much for talking to us, Will. It, that's been fascinating. And good luck with your book. We are continuing to um, plug it for you here. Thank you so much. You bet. Bye-bye. If you liked what you heard about Ketotarian, call in with your pledge and you can get a copy for pledging at the $60 level. Learn about how to implement the benefits of a ketogenic diet, low carbs, and low inflammation without all the animal products. Indeed. Uh, uh, it if you appreciate uh, this discussion of the ketotarian diet, not simply the diet itself, but the science behind the diet, the science behind the microbiome that lives in your gut and how it affects not just your health, but your mood. If this is the kind of program you like, uh, now is the time to come and call and support KGNU. Be like Rick from Boulder. He called to support, and he thinks the Science Show is unique and fabulous. Rick, thank you very much. Uh, if you, like Rick, enjoy the Science Show, please give us a call, 
449-4885. Beth, it is interesting you said uh, animal products. I think sometimes when we humans hear the word animal products, we think of products made out of animals, but animal products could also be a phrase about products made by animals. True, exactly. Such as? Dairy. Products made by animals like the beaver. Right, right. Or the ecosystem services of the beaver. And a few weeks ago, I interviewed author Ben Goldfarb about his book, Eager, The Surprising Secret Life of Beavers and Why They Matter. And we'll play you a brief clip from that book, which we also have as a pledge drive gift, if you are interested in that. Our historical conception of how lots of beavers uh, as this kind of meddler uh, in, in, in irrigation systems. Um, so there, you know, there's, there's uh, kind of this staunch anti-beaver uh, resistance, you know. So it, it, it's just, yeah, it's just so state by state. Um, it's, it's kind of hard to make a prediction about, about the future of this animal across the West. But certainly I would say that the general trajectory is, is definitely positive. There is this growing realization among the, you know, the quote-unquote beaver believers, um, right. <laughs> which I am one, uh, that you know, this is an important animal and we, we need to get it back. That was Ben Goldfarb talking about his new book, which we have as a Pledge Drive gift. And if you would like that, call in at 303-449-4885 or go online to kgnu.org. Or we have many other books, and you can also call in to support all the diverse radio programming that you get at this community radio station. There's Alan Watts, who's up next, and all of the different news shows that you won't hear on any of the other mainstream media, and, of course, the diverse music programming that is offered on KGNU. Indeed, Tuesday morning is quite the uh, stimulus, the intellectual journey. You start with the hard-hitting investigative journalism of Democracy Now!, moving on into local issues with our morning magazine, uh, parts of the left brain getting seriously activated with the science show, and we will be jumping across the corpus callosum (laughs) to have uh, that right brain activated with Alan Watts, a mentally stimulating journey that you hear this Tuesday morning and every morning on KGNU. Uh, If you are new to KGNU, discover the power. Please join now. Call us at 303-449-4885. That's all for this edition of How on Earth. Our executive producer for this quarter is Susan Moran. This week's show was produced by me uh, and engineer, was produced by Beth Bennett and engineered by me, Chip Granditz. Our theme music was written and produced by Josh Cutler. Additional music from Weird Al Yankovic. Visit our website at howonearthradio.org to find past episodes, extended interviews, and you can subscribe to our podcast through iTunes and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Questions or comments? Call the KGNU comment line at 303-447-9911. But right now, call 303-449-4885 to call in your pledge. For How on Earth, the KGNU Science Show, I'm Beth Bennett. It is exactly 9 in the morning. You are listening to KGNU, Boulder, Denver, and Fort